Okay, so we're going to pick it up from Daf Yud Aleph Amid Aleph, where at the top of the line is Ravashi. Let me just give a quick background as to what we're up to. It's like this. When you have a, a woman and her co-wife that fall to do Yibam, so there's a mitzvah to do Yibam or Chalitza. If a man chooses to do Chalitza, that man cannot remarry that woman. Okay? Now, meaning if you did Chalitza and then you decide, oh, I'd like to marry her, I made a mistake. There is a low sase in marrying that woman. A low sase. Which means if you did... Huh? Oh, no, we'll get to that. No, we'll get to that. No. What? No, no, Chalitza. After the Chalitza is done. Once you do the Chalitza. No, 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 it's action. Once you do Chalitza, you can never marry that woman again. Now, if you did, it's a low sase. So technically, the Kedushin is Chal, you know, because most Tanoim assume a low sase marriage, the Kedushin will be Chal. Now, the question is, huh? It will not make a Mamzer according to most Tanoim. Now, here's the question. The question is, what about the brothers? What's the relationship of the brothers to this woman? Meaning, the person who did Chalitza to her, she's now a low sase. What about the brother who never did Chalitza? What if he wants to marry her? Oh. No, so, so it's a machloikis or v'yechon reishlokish. This is the easy part. <laughs> Whatever, he did chalitza, yeah? Shine, he did chalitza, yeah? So he's a losase with this woman? What about her, oh, his brothers to her? I'm sorry, let me just understand this. He did chalitza without talking to his brothers to see if some of them wanted to do you. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Whatever, whether they talked, didn't talk, it doesn't matter. No, so the question is, but what level of Isser? That's the question, what level of Isser? So he did Chalitza, so Reuben did Chalitza with Leah. Shimon, a year later, is like, I want to marry her. So he's not allowed to, but the question is, what, what Isser is this relationship? So again, the one who did Chalitza is a Losase. So according to Rav Yochanan, the brothers are also a Losase. Everybody's a Losase. Everybody comes a Losase. Correct, according to Rabbi Yochanan. Reish Lakish, though, feels, Reish Lakish feels, the one who did Chalitza says Alosase, the brothers are Alosase Sheish Bokaris. Reish Lakish feels the brothers actually are, are back to Karis, because from the brothers' perspective, they never did Chalitza with her, she's just a sister-in-law, Shalobah Maka Mitzvah. So according to Rabbi Yochanan, it's everyone's Alosase, according to Reish Lakish, it's Alosase Sheish Bokaris. So here's the, okay, so what we did yesterday, that was the Machalikah, what's the brother's relationship to the one who did Chalitza? So the problem that we had was that we had a Brisa. The Brisa, the beginning of the Brisa sounds like one opinion, the end of the Brisa sounds like another. Okay, the beginning of the Brisa, just to review this last part, the beginning of the Brisa says that if someone did Chalitza and then remarried her, Be'isr, he did that Avera of say, but he did it, and then he dies, does she do Yibum? Right? Meaning he does chalitza to her, then he remarries her, which he was not allowed to do, but it's a low sase, so the marriage takes effect. And then he dies, does she do yibum to the brothers? The or chalitza? The next brother. Correct. So, so according to Rav Yochanan, they should, at least chalitza, because it's only a low sase. But according to Rish Lakish, it's a low sase, so definitely not. But the Brisa said that if you do chalitza and then remarry the woman, they, the brothers do chalitza also. So that implies like Rav Yochanan. But then the problem is the end of the Brisa sounds like Rish Lakish because the end of the Brisa said that if you did Chalitza on a woman, Stam, 
you did chalitza, forget it, nothing else. And then you didn't remarry her, but you still chalitza. A year later, one of the brothers is like, I want to marry her. And he gives her money and he says, Harei Mikudesh the Brisa says it did not take effect. That kind of sounds like Rishlakish, that it's a losaseshesh bokares. A losaseshesh bokares, the marriage will not take effect. So the beginning of the Brisa sounds like Rav Yochanan, the end of the Brisa sounds like Rishlakish. So the Gemara is going to answer, this is the easy part, the Gemara is going to answer that, you know how you make it work according to everybody? You add a new set of brothers, right? We, we assume that what we're talking until now is you have two brothers, right? You got the one who did Chalitza, and then you got the other brother. So Reuven and Shimon. Reuven did Chalitza, and then Shimon's the, the other brother. So, and there's a machlokas. What's Shimon's relationship to this woman? According to Rav Yochanan, it's say, according to Rishlokas, Yoshishibakaris. The problem is the Braisa kind of sounds like both. It starts off like Rav Yochanan, and ends like Rishlokas. So, you know, the answer is perhaps the brothers that the Braisa is talking about, maybe the brother, one of the brothers was born afterwards. Maybe the brother was actually born afterwards. So, maybe instead of Reuven and Shimon, it's actually Reuven and Shimon, and then Levi's born. And if you remember, according to Levi, Levi being born, so, as a, yeah, with the first one being dead. So then you have Levi, right? Levi's being born. What's his relationship? What's his status with this woman? So it actually depends on who you hold like. According to Rav Shimon, he could marry her. According to the Rabbanon, it's Kares. So that's, so basically we had like Rav Yochan Rishlakish, and they're pretty stuck. Like Rav Shlakish, it's Kares. Rav Yochanan, it's Losase. But the problem is the Brisa kind of feels a little more fluid. So the answer is, let's add another brother, and then you could make it work. Once you add another brother, then you could start making things work. We'll see it inside. How, That's how can you make it work? So this other brother was born in the already? Was born after. Was born after. Correct. Meaning, so let's say the Brisa will explain the Brisa according to Rish Lakish, right? Rish Lakish holds its Kares. I, the Brisa, says that you have to do Chalitz in the beginning. Right. The answer is, well, that Chalitz is actually a brother that was born afterwards. So, meaning, you, you add that one, it's sort of like to make it fit. That's what the Gemara is going to say. Let's see it inside, the top of the Amr. We're just starting. Ravashi Ravashi follows Rish Lakish. I had as he explained the beginning of the Braisa, which says that you have to do Chalitza on this woman. If you do Chalitza and then remarry her, and then he dies, the brothers do Chalitza. I, according to Rish Lakish, it's Kares. The answer is he follows Rav Shimon, and the brother that it's referring to is actually born afterwards. So we'll see. Ravina on the other hand holds like Rav Yochanan that everyone's a losase, no kares. And how does he explain the end of the brisa that says that if one of the brothers tries to marry her after chalitza, it does not take effect? He holds that that is referring to a son born, a brother born afterwards. And it follows the Rabbanon who holds that you're not allowed to marry and Eishes Achim Shaloi Hayabalamai is also with the status of kares. So we'll, we'll see it inside. The Gemara says, the rest of the it happens to be is, is not is not as bad. Ravashi savalak rish lakish. Ravashi follows rish lakish. Umetarz lakrev shimon. How so? Hachayelitz liyavimta. He rereads the brisa. You did chalitza to a woman. Vichazavikitcha, and then you remarried her. Not allowed. The brisa said tzricha chalitza. You need chalitza. Now, according to rish lakish, that doesn't really work. Why? You remarried this woman, so it's a losase. Fine. But then he died, and that she's falling to the other brother. That brother is karis. Why, you don't need anything. She should just go home. So why does it say chalitza? Man achin achin hayuludin. We're talking about a brother that was born afterwards that according to Rav Shimon you could marry. So command Rav Shimon. And therefore you do chalitza. Now you're not going to do yibam because this is not a marriage that the Torah really endorsed. But you'll do chalitza. So that when it says chalitza it's referring to a brother that was born after the first brother died. Yeah, yeah exactly. Then that's how Rav Ashi understands the Bryson. Rabbi, and 
Ravina follows Rav Yochanan that all the brothers are ilosase. So he has a problem with the end of the brisa. So he explains it like the rabbanon. How so? The first part of the brisa works perfectly. You did chalitza, then you married the woman be'iser, and then the brother dies. She has to do chalitza on the brothers because the brothers to him, the brothers to her are ilosase. That works perfectly. I, the end of the Brisa says that if after Chalitza one of the brothers tries to marry her, it does not take effect. Well, why doesn't it take effect? It's only a losase, according to Rav Yochanan. The answer is, it's referring to a brother that was born afterwards, but it follows the Rabbanon Shita that the, Rabbanon, the brother born afterwards is a losase. So that means that you'll have this woman who'll fall to two brothers. One that was alive at the time and one was born afterwards. The one that was alive during the Chalitza is a Losase. The one that born afterwards is a Shishish Bokaris. That's what it uh, turns out to be. Okay. The rest of the daf is a lot easier. New t- uh, sort of a new, one more quick point about the old topic, then completely new topic. According to Rav Yochan and Rish Lakish, yeah, they argued about the brother's relationship with a woman that you did Chalitza to. Right? So one of the brothers did Chalitza. What's the rest of the brother's relationship with her? Is it a losase or a losase shish book karis? That that's what we, that was. Huh? According to Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan. I'm saying it's a machlok. It's The question now is, what's the brother's relationship instead of with the woman who did chalitza? What if you have a woman that did yibum? Right, there's two women, Rachel and Leah. One brother did yibum. He did the mitzvah. Perfect. One of the other brothers decide, I want to marry her co-wife, Leah. What well, what's the issue there? Now, right, it's definitely not going to be Mutter, because she was your sister-in-law at some point. But the question is, what's the relationship with, can you marry a co-wife of the woman who you did Yibam? So it's actually going to be very much related to this Machlokas, meaning... Correct, but, but I'll tell you why. According to, you have two brothers, you have two sisters, one, two, two, two wives of a man. One they did Yibam to. Perfect. She's happily ever after living. One of the other brothers decides... Yeah, 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 whatever. She's, she's out of the picture. One of the brothers decides he wants to marry the co-wife. The original co-wife. Right? She's single. Right? He wants to marry her. Well, what's, the, what's the relationship? So I'll tell you why it's related to Rav Yochan Rish Lakish. We said before, when it comes to the chalitza, right? You do chalitza to a woman, it's a low sase with you and her. So says Rish Lakish... You're the losa, say everyone else stays back to the status quo. It's your sister in law, Shlom Maka Mitzvah, it's Kares. What did Rav Yochanan say? Rav Yochanan said, when you do Chalitza to one, it's like you're a Shliach. It's like everybody did Chalitza with her, and it's like all the co wives did Chalitza. So everybody is lowered to a losa, say. So according to Rav Yochanan, when one brother does Yibam, that also lessens the Aver of all the co wives. I mean, the same way Chalitza lessens the Aver of that woman to all the brothers. That instead of kares to all the brothers, it's a losase because it's as if they all did chalitza. So too, it's as if they all did yivum. So the co-wife's avera is actually much lessened according to Rabbi Yochanan. Meaning what? What is it? The Gemara is going to say it's an assay. What does that mean? It means, it means it's usher that it's an assay. Meaning, if you marry her, you're being mevatel in assay. 
Well, so Rashi will tell us what this assay is, but the point is, it's not a los assay, and it's a lot in a los assay shish bokaris, it's an assay, but this only works according to Rav Yochanan, that one person marrying her lessens all of it. And Rishlakish still remains. Yeah, Rishlakish, it's a, according to Rishlakish, it's a everything's karis. So the Gemara speaks it up. Pligi bar Rav Acha, Itmar, Habal Yavama, one person does Yibam, and one of the brothers lives with the co-wife. So the question is, what Avera did he do? So, one opinion says, and one opinion says, it's mevatal and aseh. Now, what is this aseh? Rashi says, meaning, what's the aseh? Because the Pasuk says, you should build one house. And by this brother marrying the co-wife, this man is having two houses built. Lava bama. I mean, it's an assay not to do this. It's like mavatul an assay. So, w- what is this machlokas based on? The Gemara says, Madamer bekares kirish lakish. The one who says kares follows rish lakish. That the only that that every other the one who does chalitza lessens the aver, but everyone else remains as a sister-in-law. So to over here, the one who did yibam mekayim mitzvah. The rest of everyone else is is kares. The one who says Asay is follower of Yochanan. That when one person does the one does the action, it's a shliach on behalf of all the brothers and on behalf of the co-wife. So everybody is lessened. So hence there's a possibility that it could be an Asay. Okay. Vaitu. The rest of the daf is going to be dealing with the following concept, and that is, we have to this is an important point to, to realize. Every time we use the word sota, sota is the colloquial term. I, we didn't learn the Masechta yet, but we will. The Masechta Sota deals with a woman who's secluded, and we don't know if she lived with someone. Every Sota is a Suffolk, right? It's a Suffolk Doraisa. It's a Suffolk Doraisa Lechomer. The Gemara over here is going to be dealing with a Sota, but it's not referring to the Sota where it's Sota is an adulterer, a woman who Adim say she committed adultery. So the question is like this. You have two wives. You have Rachel and Leah. Rachel committed adultery. Like straight up adultery. Let's say it's after the there's no base hamikdash, so there's no death penalty. So what do you got? You got to get divorced. Marriage has got to be a. You have to give a get, right? Still, you got to. But Rachel Leah. Then the guy dies. No one in their right mind would say you should do yibam on Rachel, the one who actually committed adultery. There's no chance you should do yibam with this woman. The question is, what about the co-wife? Does someone have to do yibam or chalitza on the tsara? Do we say that she exempts the co-wife just like the sister, the daughter, right? When you had the first mission that had, we have two wives, one of them is your daughter. Not only do you not do even a chalitza with her, she exempts the co-wife. Does a, an adulterer, adulterous woman also exempt her co-wife? That's what we're going to be but dealing I, with. Yeah. I just, uh, side point. Does it matter who's the co-wife here? No. I don't think so. Whichever one is not the adulteress. So that's the Gemara Shaila. So the Gemara says like this: The co-wife of a woman who committed adultery is a sura, is aser. Why? Because Because regarding an adulterous woman, it says tuma that she's defiled, meaning, and therefore she has the status of an erva. And just like an erva potters her tsara, exempts her co-wife from doing yibum, so too an adulteress exempts her co-wife from doing yibum as well. Okay. Fine, so good. Yeah, so every sota, not only do you not do Yibam or Chalitza with her, she exempts her co-wife. Here's the Shaila. 
Masiv Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda asked the following Shaila. Okay, let me explain the background. This is a um, this is a sugya in Daf Pezayin. You forget how long the Masech is. Daf Pezayin. Boop. One twenty-two Dafim. So here's the deal. The Gemara over there is dealing with the following concept, and that is, let's say you have a woman whose husband. Um, a witness comes and he says, one witness comes, a uh, husband went on a trip, they don't know where he is, They, one witness comes, he says that, he thinks they died, yeah? So, she remarries based on this one witness, because she thinks she's in Aguna, but she thinks she's a widow, right? She remarries, and then Nebuch, a guy, the husband shows up. So what is she? So she's a Saita, yeah? In, in essence. I mean... It's not like she did it willingly, but in essence, she's treated as a saita. So the halacha is, min ha-Torah, she's allowed to remarry her first husband. You know, though generally, when a woman like, commits adultery, their marriage is off, this, it's not really adultery, she's allowed to. But the rabbanon said no. The rabbanon said, no, we're going to treat you like a sota. Even though, like, you know, she could say, like, I, I didn't... We're going to see in a moment, it's considered rape. Meaning... The, 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 it, she, she did not, from like unless the husband, the first husband's a kayan, In es- in essence, she was raped, meaning not raped as in the husband, the, the second husband forced to live with her, but from a she thought it was allowed. Mama, she thought she was. So it, it's not considered an act of defilement, but yeah. Well, first of all, it was never really a marriage. She was always married the whole time, but it's not considered. True, but no, but the question is, why is she not considered an adulteress that should end her first marriage? The answer is because it was considered rape. Because she had no, she thought, she, she mamish thought, you know, she thought her husband, she had a witness say her husband died. So it's not considered like, you know, an act of defilement. Anyway, but the rabbi said, no, we don't want you to do it. You have to end the marriage. Both marriages are off, divorce from both, because rabbinically we're going to treat you like a site. Fine. Then the question is, let's say before she did that, Right? First husband dies. So does she do Yibam? She's technically always married to the first husband. She, the second marriage was never a marriage. Um, so, huh? But the question is, what about a co-wife? So the Machlegas over there, the Gemara over there says the co-wife does Yibam or Chalitza. Oh, so that's the co-wife of a Saita. So, Oh, no, but, that, also the, but let's go through the Gemara's Kasha. We're saying the co-wife of a site of adulteress does not do Yibam or Chalitza, she's exempt, but that case later on is treated like adultery, and yet the co-wife does Yibam or Chalitza, so what's going on? So the Gemara answers the obvious answer, which is what Adam says. That's not a real adulteress. The Gemara says, I'm referring to a woman who's a real site, meaning a real adulteress, someone who biblically you know, cheated on her husband. And you're telling me that woman who, by the way, it's not even treated as any act of, of inappropriateness. Meaning, it's perceived as a rape. It's mamish, not perceived as sight at all. It's an oinus mamish. It's just chazal, we're afraid that if they allow you to do it, then people are going to be a little too quick and be like, oh, I'm sure he's dead, it's fine. They want you to be very strict about it. But, that's a rabbinic concept. So the reason why the, the, the really the co-wife of a sota is exempt legamri, I over there it's not because that's a rabbinic sota. That's not a real sota. Okay, udikari lok my The Gemara says, what was the havamina, right? Right, a havamina is something 
Some chasidim, some chasidim don't uh, don't say tachanun tomorrow and Sunday. Rabbi Freeman Shul, they don't say tachanun on Sunday because the Gemara said the Gemara had a mina that you could read the Megillah on the seventeenth. No, not Purim Shulish, because the Gemara had a half a minute. Ema Shetzar Veshevzar, the Gemara. Oh, they don't. No, they for sure don't. So the Gemara says, I told you someone, I told you someone, someone came over to me on Sunday. Hey, he doesn't want, whatever, he's probably listening to the daf afterwards. But he's like, why, why is it Tachanun on Sunday? On Sunday, it's past Sunday. Why is it Tachanun? It's Yud Aleph. So I said, it's Yud. And he's like, man, it's a good tarot. <laughs> It's a good tarot. It's a good tarot. We were going to stop saying Tachanun last Thursday. Last Thursday? Oh, yeah, you go all the way back. No, because I think it was... It was Yod. 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 By the way, you should know, I spoke to whatever. It was funny. He doesn't listen to the daf, but I last year, I announced this past year that we're saying Tachanun Zayanadar because last year, I was a middle Shemun Esrei. I had a long Shemun Esrei. And it was it was Zayinadar, and they were up to Tachanun, and someone clapped on the bima and said, "No Tachanun today, it's Zayinadar." I'm like, mm, like I want to say, yeah, yeah, we're gonna say Tachanun. Anyway, so the Gemara says like this: Here's the kasha. So what's the Havamina? What was the Havamina? How do you compare a rabbinic saita to a biblical saita? A biblical saita, the kawaif is exempt. I, a rabbinic saita, is not like that. Well, yeah, because it's rabbinic, because it's not a real saita. So the Gemara says, "What was the Havamina?" The Gemara says, "Havamina called the Tikkun Rabban came to the Maybe when Chazal made a rabbinic sota, they gave it. They gave all the halachas of biblical. Okay, here's the kasha. Right now we're saying that the co-wife of a sota is exempt. Yeah, meaning a sota you don't do yimr chalitza and a co-wife either. And again, sota is a woman who you actually who actually did adultery. Here's the kasha. The kasha is the obvious kasha. What about the first mishnah in sota? The first mishnah in sota is describing a sota. And what does it say? Right, the sota is you warn a wife not to seclude, and she does. And she stays in the room long enough to have relations. Asur lebeisa, she's not allowed to be with her husband anymore. Asur lechol trumasa, she's not allowed to eat truma if she's married to a kohen. Ve'emes, and if the husband dies before she drinks the water, chaylet. Let's go to the next page. She does chalitza. Oh, so wait a minute, that's a sota, and it's chalitza. So how could you say that the, the sota is completely exempt? That's a sota and is not exempt. So the Gemara answers a very obvious answer, and that is, The answer is, although that is using the terminology of sota, that's not what we're referring to. Meaning, a sota that we're referring to is a vadai sota, a woman who actually committed adultery. The entire Masecha sota is dealing with a suffolk. Now, th- that means that she's not allowed to be with her husband anymore. Not that it's actually, by the way, what that means is actually interesting. If a, a sota, a, a woman commits adultery, yeah? She's not allowed to be with her husband anymore. Why? Because there's tumah. So it's a low sase. A sota that's secluded, meaning you warn your, that's, that's a, 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 a woman who commits adultery, low sase. A woman who's a sota who, who lives with her husband afterwards, it's not a low sase. What, what did she do that was aser? Suffolk daraisa l'chumra. Meaning, it could be that she's actually allowed to be with her husband. It's just we don't know. So all the stringencies that are actually applied to an adulteress, we just suffix doraisa, give it to this woman. But she's not actually vadai usr. So therefore, the reason why she does chalitza is because she might be a full-fledged married woman with him. I, I, we don't know. I, uh, uh, we said an adulteress is exempt and exempts her co Yeah, because she's an adulteress. This woman's a suffix. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. Why, uh, the Gemara says... 
So why is it that a full sota doesn't have yibum or chalitza? Because it says tuma by a full-fledged adulteress. I sota suffix nami tumak sivva, but doesn't it say tuma also by a, the suffix? No, the, so the Gemara is going to answer, no, it doesn't. Titania, Titania, the Brisa says, Rav Yosim and Kibarov Meshim Revelazar. Oh, okay, this is interesting. The Torah actually never says the word Toma by a Sota. The, the context of the Pasuk that it's referring to is remarrying your wife. This is just a quick, important note to think to realize. If a man divorces a wife and she lives with another man, you could remarry her. That's not a problem. It's if she you divorce the married, you divorce her, and she marries someone else. If she marries, I just want to make that point clear. If she marries someone else, you cannot remarry her. But she, she lives with someone Yeah, yeah, that people don't realize. That's, that's that. It's Masa It's only a problem if she married someone else. Because we're going to see in a moment, it's all Lushen of Kedushin. So it has to be that she can't marry someone else. Okay, here's the Shiloh. So it says like this. Let's say you divorced your wife. She married someone else. Yeah. And then you remarry her. So she had a full-fledged Kedushin and, and Nesuin. She lived with the guy. Married, full-fledged, had a family. Then she got divorced and you remarry her. The Isser, you were not allowed to do this. It's a low sase. The halacha is Asura, you're not allowed to do that. But Mina Erisin Mutaris. But you're allowed to remarry her if all she did was Erisin. Okay? It's not talking about even. This is general. Meaning, you divorce her. She goes to another guy, he gives her a ring, they don't do anything else. Then she gets a get from that guy, you could remarry her. That's Rabbi Yossi Ben Keeper's opinion, because he feels the Isser only applies, that's, as I said, not just living with someone, it's, and it's not even Kedushin, it's got to be Nesuin. You need Nesuin to trigger the Isser of Machsa Grushasa. Fine. How do you roll? Um, we pass that it's all Asser, Kedushin or Nesuin. Because the Pasuk says, you can't live with her after she's defiled. Defiled, in this perspective, means living with the man after marriage. Fine. This is how we pass, and the Chum say no. The Isser, it doesn't matter. It's Asr in both scenarios. Meaning, it's Asr whether she just did Kedushin, whether she did Nesuin. It, it doesn't matter. So what does Achari Hutama mean? Achari Hutama Right, is Revel- keepers a, a source that has to be defiled? No one would say that having kedushin with someone would make her defiled. What's the answer? The answer is it's still aser. So what did the rabbanon do, do with achrei hutamo? Larabo sota shenistera. They feel that that is the source that a sota. There's a tuma by a sota. So here's the kasha. You're saying back to our discussion. You're saying that there's a difference between a vade sota and a suffix sota, a vade adulteress, and a woman who just secluded. A woman who just secluded. That, that's there's no tuma there. Only a vade adulteress. This is a woman who secluded. It says nistera, and it says tuma. So there is tuma on a, on a, a secluded woman. And if there's tuma by a secluded woman, why are you doing yibam or chalitza? Meaning, we're saying you don't do yibam or chalitza by an adulteress. Why? Because it says tuma by an adulteress, and that means she's out defiled out. But a woman who just secluded, that's only a suffix, suffix sota, that's a suffix, that's not, there's no tumma there. But he said that there's tumma by nistera. Isn't nistera secluded? That, that's like the standard suffix. And it says there's tumma. The answer is, no, my nistera nivola. When he actually said nistera, you know what he meant? He meant full adulteress. Am I currently nistera? So why did he say nistera? That's not, the, you know, it's a little bit 
um, misleading. Lishnev Ma'al Yenokar, it's a nicer way of talking. But when he said Tumah, the actual Tumah is only referring to a woman who actually committed adultery. Every woman who's secluded is a Suffolk Tumah. It's not actually Tumah. The Gemara says, wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me that this Tumah by this Pasuk, by Masa Grushasa, was actually referring to an adulteress. Adulterous woman, it already says Tumah somewhere else. What do you need, like two Tumahs? The Gemara says, Tumah Dehedya, it already says that regarding an adulterous woman. So now, like, there's two tumas. The answer is, yeah. The answer is the first, Hutama is not a, is not a Lushan of a losase. Hutama is just saying she's defiled. It's more an ase, not to marry her. So really, both are talking about an adulterous woman. A suffix sota, is, there's no tumma by her. The tumma is only by an adulterous woman. Why do you need hutama and venisteri vihinetma? One's an ase and one's a los ase. Okay. So, the Gemara says like this Rav Yosim and Keeper lav besota leslay, vafilu zane nami. My taima, havaya viishis ksivba. It's interesting, Shita. We don't pass this way, but according to Rav Yosim and Keeper, I checked the art school to see if anyone talks about this. According to Rav Yosim and Keeper, no, no, I checked, they don't talk about it. I'm sure the Mepharshim talk about it. According to Yosem and Kippur, it's hard to know what they talk about because we don't pass in this way, so there's not much literature written on it. According to Yosem and Kippur, the Pasuk that says Tumah, of the Losase of Tumah, is, is actually referring to um, remarrying your wife, which means that if a woman committed adultery, there's no Losase of marrying her. I mean, the Rabbanon used this as the source for a Losase for a sota, for an adulterous woman. Rav Yosem and Keeper actually feels there's no losa say for an adulterous woman, which means if a woman committed adultery and the man and woman lived together, they did navera, but no losa say, so no lashes. Okay. Okay, here's the Shiloh. Yeah? Here's the deal. The Pasuk that says hutama'a, which is a losa say of tuma, we just finished, and it's very simple. And this will finish up to the end of the Amid. We had a Machloikas, what is it referring to? According to the Rabbanan, it's referring to an adulterous woman. According to Rav Yosem and Kippur, it's referring to um, re- re- remarrying your wife. Hamasa Grushasa. See, here's the Shaila. If a man has a Masa Grushasa, he didn't have her. His wife married someone else, got divorced, he remarried her. Be'isser, he got a rabbit to sign off and he did Be'isser, yeah? And then, she, then he dies. Does she do Yivam or Chalitza? Does she do anything? Does her co-wife do anything? So it, it, it'll maybe be toloi in this machlokas. So the Gemara speaks it out. Review the ask of Sheshit the following Kasha. So you married a woman you were not supposed to. Mishanisis umes. And then the husband dies. Sarasamahu. Does the co wife do Yibum Machalitza? Meaning, this woman is definitely not doing Yibum. What about the co wife? Can the co wife do Yibum? So he said, what's the Kasha? According to Rav Yosem and Kippur, it's not a shayla. For sure not. Why? The Pasuk says Tumah by the Masuk Rishasa according to Rav Yosem and Kippur. So therefore, Rav Yosem and Kippur says the word Hutama is referring to Masuk Rishasa, which means this woman, not only is she Tameh, her co wife is also Tameh. So there will be no Yibam on the co wife. So according, for, for sure out. The Kash is what about the Rabbanah. And I, doesn't it say He Toeva? Doesn't it say the Masu Grushaso is a Te'eva? The implication is maybe the co-wife's not a Te'eva. The answer is no. He Te'eva ve'im baneha Te'eva. 
When it says that she's she's an abomination, it's not excluding the co-wife. The co-wife also has the same status as her. What is it referring to? It's saying that she's an abomination, not her children. Meaning her children, that if a man remarries a woman, Be'iser, and has children, those children are Kosh kahuna. They're not Mamzerim, they're Kosh kahuna. Fine. Because Hitoeva ve'im b'neha ta'evim. Fine. But the Kosh is according to Rav Kippur, there's no Shailah. Um... Yeah, one second. Yes, yeah, so the Kashi is, what would Rebbe Kibar say about the Tzara? Do you do Yibam or Chalitza or not? So the Gemara says, according to Rebbe Kibar, for sure not. Why? Because it says, Hutama. So the same way she's out, her co-wife is also out. Kiti Ba'ilach, Ali B'di Rabbanon. The Shailah is what the Rabbanon would say. So what would be the Shailah? So here's the deal. The Pasuk is referring to a Masagur Shasa when it says the word Tumah, but the Rabbanon darshan it to apply to a sota. So the question is, when the Rabbanon Darshan that it applies to a sota, did, did they completely remove it from this Pasuk? It's like an interesting way to figure out how they do Jerashas. I mean, the Pasuk says regarding Masuk Shasa Tumah, but they say, nah, it's not referring to Tumah, it's actually referring to a sota. So the question is, did they like cut it out, Mamish, with like a pen and paper, like with a scissor, and the, there is no more reference of Tumah by a Masa Or no, they're just saying that the Iker Jerusha is for a Sota. But Masa Grushasa also, in Mikri Yotzadeh Mshutah, there's still a Pash of Shat that it's a problem. There are Ali B'di Rabbanon, Avagav Da'am Rabbanon, Tumah B'Sotah Hudachsiv. Do we say that the Rabbanon said, Ein Mikri Yotzadeh Mshutah? There's still, Ein Mikri Yotzadeh Mshutah, there's still a Pashuk says Tumah regarding Masa Grushasa. Or Dilmano, Kivan Diakir Akir, perhaps no, the Rabbana Darshan, that the Pasuk is not referring to Masa Grushasa at all. And once it's not referring to it at all, it's completely removed and it's referring to a Sota only. So that's the Shiloh. So some have a different version of the Shiloh. Ikadamri, some have a different version. I'll leave it there, Rabbana Leitibar, Lakim Some have a different version. That is, according to the Rabbana, you for sure do Yim Chalitza because the Pasuk is not referring to a Masa Grushasa at all, it's referring to a Sota. Kitibar, Lakhalib, Zarasim, and Keeper. The Shiloh is what would Ravasim and Keeper say? The Gemara says this version is a Shaila. According to Yosem Mekipar, the Shaila is like this. The Shaila, according to Yosem Mekipar, is it says that Yosem Mekipar holds that a Masagushasa was a Toeva, a Tuma. Yeah? The question is would that exempt the co wife? That's this version of the Shaila. I mean, she's definitely out, but do we say the co wife is out or not? That, that's a Shaila. So the Gemara says like this, we're going to bring one attempt, well, oh, five more minutes, basically. The Gemara says like this, so basically the Shaila is, if you have a woman that you remarried, not remarried, so she married someone else, then got divorced, then you remarried, you took her back, which was not allowed, and then the guy dies, do the co-wives do you more chalitza? Seemingly it's Machalik Zerviyas and the Rabban. That's the Shaila. And it seems like from here, Zerviyas and is more makeful than the Rabban. Seems like. No, opposite. The Revisa Mikibar holds that there's Tumah by this. The Rabbanon used the Tumah by Sota. So to, yeah, exactly. So it's reverse. So the Gemara says like this. Here's the, here's the Raya. The Raya is there's a very cryptic Brisa that we think is referring to this scenario. The Brisa says like this. Okay, here's the Brisa. The Brisa says like this. You have one brother. Yeah, two wives fall to him to do yibum, so he's either going to do yibum or chalitza to one of them, right? And he he generally will choose, right? He gets to choose. So the brisa says if one of them is kosher, 
do Yibam on the kosher one. If you're going to do chalitza, do chalitza on the puzzle one. That's all the price says. Now, it doesn't say what's the definition of kosher and puzzle. It just says, if you're going to do Yibam, pick the kosher one. If you're going to do chalitza, pick the puzzle one. Now, what, what's kosher and what's puzzle? So the Gemara gives attempt number one, and the Gemara rejects it. I'll tell you outside attempt number one. Maybe kosher and puzzle is not referring to the guy, meaning they're both kosher to him. Maybe one of them is puzzle, meaning that she's a divorcee. So she's not allowed to marry a Kayan. Puzzle to, to somebody. And the one that's kosher is not a divorcee. So she's kosher le kahuna. Now, that, that could be, but then let me ask you a question. If that's the case, right? So I'm a Yisrael. I'm not, the, the one who's doing Yibam or Chalitza is Yisrael. It's not related to him. One woman is kosher le kahuna, one woman is puzzle le kahuna. So what's the price of saying? The one that's kosher le kahuna is the one that you should marry, but the one that's puzzle le kahuna, you do Chalitza and the puzzle le kahuna one. Let me ask you a question. Why do they care what I do? Meaning, if I'm if I'm not a kohen, and and it's 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 she, they're both kosher to me. It's just like oh, one of them happens to be puzzle for other people. Why should I do chalitza on her? I should be able to do chalitza on the, whoever I choose. Like what? Why are they getting involved in my life? Like it doesn't make sense. So the Gemara says, my kosher absolute. What does it mean kosher and puzzle in this context? If it's referring to kosher kahuna and puzzle kahuna, kibun to di chazile my nafkalam in it. If they're both kosher to me, I, I should be able to do whatever I want. So why why is Chazal telling me, no, do chalitza on the what's puzzle kahuna? I should be able to do what I want. So what's the answer? The answer is kosher and puzzle. You know what it's actually referring to? Kosher is the co-wife. Puzzle is the woman who your husband remarried. Meaning, perhaps that's what the, the case is when it says the two wives fall to the brother do even one's kosher, one's puzzle. Maybe puzzle is not puzzle kahuna, and she's a divorcee. Maybe it's this case. The first husband remarried this woman, Isser. So she's puzzle. Her co-wife is kosher. And what the Bryce is saying, you could pick either one. What do you see? You see that a master grushaso, that if a man married a woman, be'iser, by taking her back, there is yibam and chalitz on the co-wife. Because the Bryce says, do yibam on the kosher one. So that, that's what the Gemara says. So perhaps, at first we thought it was just puzzle, kosher, kuhuna, puzzle, kuhuna, one's a divorcee, one's not. Then the Gemara says, that doesn't make sense, because why should Chazal dictate who I do yichalitz on? So the Gemara says, you're right. Rather, kosher and puzzle are masagrushaso. Puzzle is masagrushaso. And what do you see? You see that you do yibam on the co-wife. So we had a question. But that would cancel out Rabbi Yochanan then, from what we said before. No, no, no. But Rabbi was not referring to masagrushaso. Rabbi Yochanan was referring to a case where one remarried the chalutza. This is remarrying the, his, his first wife. So the Gemara says, if you remarry the first wife, that's puzzle. She was puzzle. So you do yibam on the kosher one. So you see the co-wife of a matzah is something that, that, that does yibam or chalitza. The Gemara says, Meshom Rav Elav k'sher k'sher l'psulay p'sul p'sulay Manu matzah grushaso k'tanu Manu miyam miyam l'ksher So you see there's a raya that the co-wife of matzah grushaso has yibam. So the Gemara says no. Loi loi lam k'sher k'sher l'alma p'sul p'sul alma Udekamer kim dechazi le manafka lemenei Meshom de Rav Yosef Dom Rav Yosef Kanshana Rebbe lo yish b'chad Demei boi rev achirim s'richum le You know the answer is? No. The Pesach is not This price is not referring to Masa Gushasa at all. Back. Back to the the original Pshat. So let me just understand that that case for a moment. The guy the guy was married to someone they divorced and then he remarried her, and then he died, and then his brother Correct. falls to two falls to two women, 
and then and you're saying one of those women was the divorce was Correct. the divorce returnee of the deceased brother. Correct. Correct. Perfect. And you're, and you're saying she's and you're saying you would I get not that you have to, but you should do Yibam on the co wife. On the co wife. No, I'm saying do Chalitza with that other Whatever. Wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then the Gemara rejects it with two more minutes, Mamish. The Gemara says no. Really, the Bryce is not referring to this case at all. It's not referring to the returning divorcee, whatever. Forget about it. You know what the case is? Very simple. Very, very simple. You have two women fall to you. Yeah? It's a very simple case. Two women fall to you. One's Kashla Kahuna, one's a divorcee, one's Pasla Kahuna. Well, one's Kashla Kahuna, non divorcee, one's Pasla Kahuna, a divorcee. Or one lived with a guy. Whatever. One's Pasla Kahuna, one's Kashla Kahuna. The Bryce is saying that if you're going to do Chalitza, do Chalitza on the Pasla Kahuna. And we said before, but why? Why should I should be able to do what I want? I'm not a Kayan. Why should the answer is when you do Chalitza to a woman, you know what she becomes? She becomes Pasla Kahuna. Therefore, you have two women over here. One's already Pasla Kahuna. So might as well do Chalitza on her. Let the other one be salvaged. The Gemara says the Lushan is don't spill out water when people need it. Meaning you're just disqualifying women because yeah, from your perspective, you're like, listen, I'm doing Chalitza anyway. I'll pick her, I'll do Chalitza on her. Well, she's in town. The answer is, yeah, but now both women are Pasakuna. One because she's a divorcee and one because she's a Chalutza. What? Don't do that. Meaning, so it has nothing to do with this case. It's Bechalal just like a Hashkafic thing that if you have two women, don't mess up both. That's it. Wait, what do you mean Correct. she's, what do you mean they're both? I thought we said the first person, the, the, the returnee. Is no, so the, the answer is no. So the case is, the Gemara is saying that the Brysa is not referring to this case at all. The Brysa is just Stam saying, if you have two women that fall to you, one's kosher, one's puzzle. Kosher meaning kosher kahuna. Puzzle meaning she's a divorcee. Forget about it. It has nothing to do with that case. We're rejecting that. It's just saying, do chalitza on the puzzle one. I, you'll say, what do I should be able to do chalitza on whoever I, whoever I feel like? The answer is no. It's not right. If one of them is, is puzzle kahuna anyway, then might as well do chalitza on her because if you do chalitza on the other one, then she's also pasul kahuna. Chalitza makes I, someone pasul kahuna. Can I ask you something? So the other one, so you're not kosher, you're not pasul kahuna if you're a widow. No, a widow is only pasul for a kohen gadol. A kohen can marry a widow. He can't marry a divorcee, and he can't marry someone who did chalitza. Because Chalitza's like divorce. So the point is, so if you have two two wives, one's a widow, one's a divorcee, and a widow, don't do chalitza on the widow. Because you're making her puzzle kuna. Do chalitza on the widow divorcee because she's already puzzle kuna. It has nothing to do with our case. Let's just finish up the daf. The Gemara says, Tashima, if a man does an iser and remarries his divorcee, which he's not allowed to do, he vitsarasacholetzas. You do chalitza on her and the co wife. So now, um, you see, you do chalitza on the co-wife. We had a question, is, is the co-wife exempt? The answer is, you see, you do chalitza on the co-wife. So the Gemara says, but wait a minute. Um, the actual Lushan of the Bryce is a little bit uh, unclear. It says you do chalitza on both. You never have to do chalitza on both wives. You pick one. So the Gemara says, It means either one. So, the, so you, but you see from here that you do chalitza on the co-wife. So the Gemara says, no, that's not a good proof. Why? The Gemara says, lab You already just had to amend the text of the brisa, right? You just had to amend the text. You had to alter it slightly. So once we're going to alter it, let's alter it. So let's change it. Taratzachi he chalitzes tsarasa o chalitzes homesiabemes. So change it so that he does, she does chalitza, the co-wife does chalitza or yibam. Right? We were trying to figure out could you do yibam on the co-wife. 
Or is the COVID, you can't do even just chalitza. So it says chalitza. It says, well, let's change, we're changing it anyway. Let's just change the, it, amend the text anyway to make it Yibum. Whatever. Uh, let's just finish up with this. I'm they asked Rav Yechon on this question, which is, you remarry a divorcee Uh what is the status of the co-wife? So he says, why are you asking me about the co-wife? What about the woman who who, who is the actual Masa So he says, I'm definitely not asking about her. Why? If she was Asa to her husband... I can't imagine she's mutter to her brother-in-law. Meaning, he's saying, you're asking me, do you do yibam on the co-wife? Why don't you ask me if you do yibam on the master gushaso? He said, well, I'm not asking on the master gushaso. Why? Because she was ushered to her husband, right? Right, because she was divorced and then remarried. So that marriage was a marriage that was ushered. If she's ushered to her husband, I can pretty much be guaranteed she's not going to be mutter to her brother-in-law. So I'm not asking about her, I'm asking about the co-wife. Kikami boy does this exemption of her exempt the koif as well? So Rav Nachman Yitzchak Masni Hachi he had a slightly different version of the question. They asked him the question is do you do yibum or chalitza on the masagrushaso, meaning on the actual woman, not the koif? He says no, you should ask the koif. Why are you asking about her? See, he said He says according to this version, he says I'm not asking about the koif because the koif definitely does yibum. My question is, what about her? Do we say that you have a mitzvah to do evil like any other sister-in-law? Or do we say, no, because she was also to her husband, she's definitely going to be also to her brother-in-law. So we ended, we're, by the way, this entire half an hour, we haven't gotten anywhere. We're just asking constantly of, do you do Yibam on the Masa Grushaso? Do you do Yibam on the co-wife of the Masa Grushaso? Is it a in the Rabbonon? And we haven't really gotten anywhere. All right, we'll stop here. Pick it up tomorrow, Bezashem. That's tough because.